Welcome to the Seacoast Dynasty League podcast. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the latest news in the NFL, everything that's going on in our league, and why Austin's trades are so bad. This is Week 11. I'm your host, Giovanni Montenegro, and joining me this week are two of the best managers we have in the league, 2015 Coach of the Year, Mikey Gutierrez, and 2017 Coach of the Year, Alan Villagran, and as always, producer Jake behind the mic. Welcome everybody to the podcast. A uh, little bit of housekeeping right here. This is our first podcast, so I uh, hope the audio is going to sound okay for you guys. Uh, Mikey, Alan, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Another one bites my dust. All right. So uh, to start off, I, I thought that uh, seeing as he, how we have uh, the 2017 Coach of the Year winner here with us, uh, who took his team from the very bottom, who took his team from the very bottom, having that first overall pick, picking up Fournette, to going 10-3 and three and smashing yourself into the playoffs, uh, the Coach of the Year, I think you did a great job turning your team around, uh, set a pretty good example for others. I thought we could talk about who might be Coach of the Year this year. Okay. So we've had a couple of different teams come up. Um, to, to start off with, I, I thought maybe we could get one nomination from each person around the table. Uh, so, Mikey, let's say if you were to if you were to have a coach of the year this next year, who would you pick? Um, for me, it was kind of a little bit rough. Um, I don't want to sound like a homer or anything, but um, I do think I did something like I traded and did stuff uh, to actually be make a play for the play or for for the future. Um, but aside from that, I do believe like uh, Giancarlo, although he doesn't make a lot of moves, his team has been looking pretty good. So if you had one nominee, who would it be? Probably Alan. <laughs> okay, so what Mikey really meant to say was Mikey wanted to nominate himself, but we were all staring at him, so he didn't say that. <laughs> exactly. How about, how about you, Alan? Who would you nominate <laughs> me, as Coach of the Year? Me, I am going to nominate, I think uh, it was between Jesus Valenzuela and Jacob, just because I'm focusing on... Coach of the year means just getting your team from being one of the worst teams to a, you know, a pretty decent team. Not necessarily have to be on the top, top of the uh, list. So I think you know Jacob made a bunch of really good moves, but in overall I have to give the edge to Jesus Valenzuela because he did make moves as in getting draft picks, but he also made moves as in trading players and just the way he did things just kind of made his team right now is just a little bit stronger, even though he did get rid of Nick Chubb, which was no... I, I was going to say, like, he, it, it, no Jesus Ponsuela immediately loses yeah, that after, for me after that, for trading Chubb after, away. After, after <laughs> Thank that, you. After that, it was just like, wait, what just happened? But, you know, honestly, he made moves. It, I mean, there's other teams that really don't make moves and if you want to win in this league you got to make moves i i don't make trades i think you you've got the right idea interestingly enough i have jake on my short list as well for coach of the year jake beltran uh that 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 comes in for literally the exact same reason the fact that just that there's somebody trying 
And, and to me, that means that, that's coach of the year material, not necessarily winning. Although right now, my edge is for a first in the league for a back-to-back coach of the year winner. Uh, Alan, I have you as my number one uh, uh, nominee for coach of the year because you didn't let yourself sit at 10-3. and three. Uh, You're looking like you might hit 12-1 and one this year. Or, you know, 11-2, and two, you, you look like you might be uh, running away. Thankfully, you're not going to go undefeated. I hope that record stands forever. Yeah. But, uh, darn you, you. <laughs> we'll see if that ever gets, gets back again. Now, both of you guys talked about people who were maybe overperforming or something like that. Uh, I thought we could talk about those two maybe underperformers and, like, people who are, like, you didn't see them coming out of nowhere. Like, I, I know for me, for instance, I, I had no idea that GK's team – Despite the fact that he, like, never makes a trade, makes one pickup every other week or something like that, could be sitting right now. Uh, as the score stands, we are, we are it, it is Sunday night, so the games haven't finished yet. But uh, as it stands, I think GK is on track to go to 7-3, and three, which would make him a, a playoff team pretty much already. Um, who would you guys say is the, is the team that you didn't see coming out of nowhere and you've liked the way that they've performed? I would go with GK as well. Same thing as the upstart team. Mm-hmm. I think that his team is just, man, James White out of nowhere. Nobody thought he was just going to come in here and be a, a PPR beast, you know? So he's killing it. Coleman, he got the opportunity, you know, by, you know, Freeman the other running back, Freeman, going down. So he's just, his team is just getting a lot of opportunity what about you Mikey yeah I don't think that you could go with anyone else aside from GK because he's the only one that for the most part has been overperforming and for that for the exact same point that Alan was saying like McCaffrey White you also have Coleman you have Mac and he's been racking it up a lot of points with the running backs not to mention also the key to his defense which is Bobby Wagner if you, if you guys noticed, by the way, GK has been sitting Royce Freeman, his first overall draft pick that he, that he drafted, which was, I thought was a great pick, picking up Royce Freeman. But he's been benching Royce Freeman, and still his running backs have been, I, I think as a, as a specific unit, he may have one of the best running back cores in the league, uh, just because all those guys are good. I, I know I've been trying to trade him for Christian McCaffrey and Tevin Coleman for the past two years, and I, I don't know if it's just that GK doesn't trade, or that he just doesn't want to trade with me. Um, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do think that, uh, that GK's team is definitely overperforming. I, I do think that when it hits the playoffs or something like that, he may not uh, be able to hang with the big guns. But uh, we saw when he defeated Allen last week and ended that undefeated streak, uh, he, can, he can put up points against the big teams. What about somebody who's maybe um, like, like we thought they were going to be good coming into the season and maybe they haven't been? Um, I would say like an underperformer. What I would say going into the season, I thought the one team that had high hopes was Ryan. I thought he was really going to perform really well. And going into this week, it looks like he might beat Jake and to go to, what is it going to be, 3-7. and seven. So it, his team should have been at least 500. So for me, he was the biggest over, uh, underperformer. You know, it's funny, I had, I had uh, Ryan uh, ranked in the preseason rankings when our magazine came out. I had Ryan tied at number six with Johnny Garcia, sitting back there at a nice spotlight. He looked like he was primed to take that next step. Um, 
But then it seems like uh, like Ryan he he took a few early losses and then punted on the season, threw away some of some of his players that could have been solid performers. Uh, made made a couple interesting trades, I guess. You know, time will tell. But I have Ryan on my short list as one of my underperformers as well. He certainly did not live up to the high expectations that his team had. You know, some of that's some of that's any given Sunday, but. I think maybe a, a few different management decisions. What about you, Alan? I think that you guys are right on the market, but just to change it up, I had another person that was back-to-back, and for me it's going to be Johnny Garcia, just because... Mm-hmm. I the mean, other one tied at number six rankings. The yep. trade that he made where he got rid of uh, Melvin Gordon. Oof. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon, his defense, he was supposed to be a top... Uh, you know, one of the top teams, and after he made those moves, and his team just started underperforming, which I thought that he was going to perform, and maybe he just had to make a couple of moves here and there. His team is still has a chance, but then he got the injury from uh, Garoppolo went down, Hunter Henry went down. I know that he got a little bit of the injury bug. Yeah, and AJ Green's down now. You so. can't really, you know, you can't really help it. It happens to everybody, but... His, his team is still underperforming based on how he started in the season. It's funny, both both uh, Johnny and Ryan were right there. They they had that number tied rank that they were tied for that uh, number six and seven ranking right there in the preseason rankings. Because I I, feel, I thought they were both teams that were primed to take that next step when I looked at their rosters, and it just really hasn't happened yet. Uh, thankfully, Johnny's kind of sitting at that same spot. He didn't really make any moves to lose talent. The the Melvin Gordon trade, I think in retrospect, you want that back. Uh, I don't mind that he got. Uh, that he got A.J. Green. I think the fact that Kenyon Drake hasn't been doing anything this season uh, is what hurts that trade. I think uh, in, at the beginning of the season, that didn't look so bad. But now, now it looks terrible. I, I do want to throw another name out there just as, a, as an underperformer. Um, we have a team that's perennially been in the playoffs. Uh, there's three teams in this league that have made playoffs every single year. Mikey and me are two of them. The other is Austin. Austin is about to lose this week again. And is on and is set to possibly do something that has never happened before. That Austin might miss playoffs. Wow. Tony went into the season talking about how tough his division is. His entire division has been quite weak this year, uh, whether it's just playing bad weeks or whatever. But Austin might be there. I I still think he could turn around the second half of the season, but. uh, he, he looks like he might not make playoffs. I, I think so we all agree that the, our biggest upstart is GK. He might he might win like a, like a coach of the week or, or something award right and, and Ryan is our biggest underperformer so far huh mm-hmm. yep. yeah I would say so. All right with, with that in mind, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say GK is my number one ranked team and, and uh, Ryan is my number 16 ranked team. I do want to go around and say who our rankings are. This is our power ranking segment that we are entering right now. Power rankings. So we've got our power ranking segment right here. And uh, I wanted to start off, we're going to do our bottom four. Then we'll do the middle eight, kind of that uh, no man's land in the middle of the league. And then we'll do our, our, our really our top four, who's, who looks like they're going to they're gonna make it to the postseason this year. Uh, what about you? Who would who would be your who who do you have ranked sixteenth as the worst team in the league? Mikey? I think it's hands down Arturo. So who, who, what about you, Alan? Who's your number sixteen? I have uh, Art as well. All right, I've got, I've got Arturo as my number sixteen. 
as well. So I think we're all in the consensus right there that uh, Arturo, hands down, is the worst yeah. team in the league. Now, it, it, I think for Arturo, it's, it's just a, a big mess of everything. He, he hasn't always been paying attention. He doesn't always set his lineups. He doesn't make pickups. If he's made trades, I don't think they've really helped him all that much. And his team is really lacking talent. He, he honestly, his team feels to me like the Raiders right now in real life. Like they're, they're <laughs> but you know what? He's tried. He's tried. I've seen that he's made a couple of moves here and there on the waiver wire. So at least he's trying. You know, he's trade a, He's made a couple of trades with me. He's got some draft picks coming up. So I know his team is bad, but next year he's got some draft picks coming up. And he's got some young players. Kiki Kute on his team. That he could be something next year. It's actually a pretty astute waiver wire pickup. None of us, Kiki, he picked up he, off the waiver wire. I, I bid I was, for a dollar the same day, and he bid a dollar just because he was ahead of the waiver wire. Yeah. I was gonna bid four dollars, and I forgot because I was so bad <laughs> with work. Oh, I my bidding okay. yeah. and that day at work, I was so bad with work when I, I realized it was like eleven. I'm like. No. <laughs> no, and I had it on my notes too. Pick up Kikute because he's just sitting there. I was like, yeah. nobody's gonna pick him up. The, the interesting thing is, just like the Raiders in real life, Arturo does have some high draft picks coming up. It seems like like the Raiders in real life, they're they're making a whole like organization change. They're yeah. kicking out old players, getting some new players in, and, and Arturo looks like he should have the one hundred and one uh, pretty much in the bag. It'll be a race between him and Jake, uh, but I think Arturo might edge him out. And, and take that first overall draft pick, which he could trade away or use to change. Uh, what about, who do you have at 15? I have Alan? Emilio. You have Emilio. Uh, what about you? I have Jakey. You have Jakey. I, I actually also have Emilio here at 15. Uh, what about, so we've got a little tie right here. Then, uh, Jake, you want to break that? Who would you put at 15? At 15? I probably had to say, in my opinion, it would be flipped. I would say Emilio at 16, but Arturo at at 15. Okay, so then I'm going to go ahead and say then if you if you don't have Arturo back there, then your your vote is Emilio right there in that bottom two, right? Uh, now, now I, honestly, I think Emilio's team has talent. Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. I mean, I tried trading him <laughs> Camaro at one point. I think I was giving him too much. I'm glad he didn't pay attention to that trade. I think I was giving him half of my team. And then I realized, I'm like, what the heck am I doing? No. I was like, no, no, cancel, cancel, cancel. I'm glad he didn't, you know, actually go with it. Emilio's biggest weakness is probably apathy. I wrote that in the magazine. I'm going to say oh. it again here. Um, I, I, frankly, I feel like Emilio should be ranked 16. He should be the bottom ranked team in the league because he lacks, he doesn't care. Um, I'm going to put Arturo at the bottom just because if Emilio tried, his team could be middle of the road. His team has enough talent. It, it's, he has, his team is far more talented than anybody else I have in my bottom four. Like the actual players on his team, um, so we got we got Arturo at sixteen. Is that consensus? Do we all agree on that? Yeah. And then we've got Emilio at fifteen. Um, if he tried, he could be higher. But yeah. so we've got so next down on our power rankings. That's number thirteen. Uh, what do you got, Mikey? At thirteen? At thirteen. Pardon me. At fourteen. At fourteen. Yeah. At fourteen, I had Emilio. Um, so then you 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 flip flop right there. Them. So you have, you've got Emilio right there. We we but then you also had Jake right there. What, what about you? What do you have for, I have for Jacob at fourteen? Okay, so this one we we're gonna we're gonna be split. You've got Emilio right there. You've got Jacob. I have Francisco at uh, at rank number fourteen. Interesting. Um, hmm. Why why do you have why do you have Jake right there? I have Jacob. I mean, he's got a million draft picks. 
So I know next year his team is going to be way, he's going to be in the middle of the pack easily. But right now, he just has, he's got a couple of holes, you know. But I just feel that Francisco's team has holes as well. But he does have a couple of players that can make plays in a given week. What about you and, and, and your, your reasoning for having, uh, for having Jake or Emilio right there? Yeah, my reasoning uh, behind having Emilio there is because I do think he's more a talent. He has more talent than Jake. Um, because the way I consider power rankings is this year. Okay. So, but as far as why I would have Jake under is uh, because right now he does have some talented players. He has uh, Marcus Valdez Scandling, and he also has the pickup of Shady. I really like. Also, uh, the pickup of Gronk was really good. Specifically, I believe it was two first rounds, or was it one first and a second? Well, you won first and a second. Yeah, so that was a fantastic trade in my book. Um, but and Naheem Hines. Yeah, and he got Naheem Hines as well. Um, but overall, I do think that Emilio is just ever so slightly above him. That's interesting. I, I have Poncho there, uh, Francisco, just because uh, at, at a point in the season... Francisco was literally playing to win. Now, now I know that that sounds terrible. Don't we all play to win? But on a season where he probably shouldn't be playing to win, he should be playing playing for next year. He was trying to win, so all he did was move himself further back on the draft board um, and try to try to make moves for for older veterans instead of he could have packed up. I actually really liked his draft. His draft was. Uh, my, minus Ronald Jones, I, I gave him a lot of crap for that. Carry on. But, but the carry on looks like he's yeah, an absolute beast. Uh, he, he actually, uh, if, if you don't mind, Francisco, I'm going to offer you a trade at the, at the end of the Super Bowl. I think carry on, uh, what I'm seeing from him, he looks like the way that the stuff that I saw from Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon's rookie year. Uh, a good receiver, a power running back. Maybe somebody who has a chance to slim down and who's going to be a focal point of an offense. He's not going to be Le'Veon Bell. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I wouldn't but, agree with you. On but, that. I wouldn't say but, yeah, that far. But, no. but I think, I think Carrion is far more talented than anybody's seeing. And I think that uh, he could either get a king's ransom for trading him away or hold on to him and have a stud running back for many years to come. But besides that, the rest, top to bottom, Francisco's roster, I think it's not good at all. Uh, I do think he has some draft picks, but I'm gonna sit there and have Francisco. So we've got a we've got a we've got a break. So you've got you have Jake right there, or uh, Mikey. You have you have Emilio. I've got Francisco. That's a three way tie. Uh, Producer Jake, we're gonna need a we're gonna need a tiebreaker here. Who do you have at rank number fourteen? Rank number fourteen. I'm probably gonna have to go with. Uh, I probably have to agree with Gio on that with Francisco. Not. Not trying to throw any shade on uh, Francisco. But, <laughs> 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 Why not? <laughs> but I, I mean, uh, I do agree with with the points that you, that you're making. That um, he did make some moves out there that kind of weakened his his whole team. So now, he, at this point in the season, he has to sort of build himself back up at that point. Yeah, I agree, man. The whole Gronk trade, that was not necessary. I, I agree. Yeah. It was, that was I, I mean, I was a beneficiary of it. Got but one was... year left, but that's not, I don't think it was yeah. necessary. So, and, and... I know he was just trying to get a win, but... He, I, I, I literally... literally, literally you, don't, you don't give away your first round pick in Dynasty. 
for for and, and it's a learning experience. Exactly. He's, he's yeah, learning. He's learning. I, I also made a couple mistakes on my first year, so it's just a learning experience. Hey, you know what? Dynasty, you have to think ahead. You know, youth. You know, I, I think you have to you have to be balanced about it because yeah, you you, you, you can't you do, you do have to have some veterans and, and some mixed. But I don't know you you made some some trades. I think we've all made some trades that we regret, but you've turned it around. Mike Mikey's been a consistent performer. I think we've shown it. So we'll see. I think Pancho has a chance as he as he learns more because I think I trust his his fantasy football knowledge and stuff like that. Yeah, so I know, yeah. he, so, he so I think yeah. he can turn it around. He knows football. He knows but I'm gonna, he'll get there. Personally, right now, I'm going to leave him at rank 14. I think this is where I'm going to get crazy. I'm just going to drop this. I have rank 13 in my power rankings. I have Ryan Carlton. My underperforming team, I did not like the trades he made. I felt like that hurt him in the present and it hurt him in the future. And I'm dropping him to power ranking 13. Okay. Do you guys agree or disagree? I have Francisco at 13. And I'm looking at your list right here over your shoulder, and you've got Ryan way further up than I do. What about you, Mikey? Do you think Ryan deserves to be there at power ranking 13? No, I have Ryan further up. I feel like his team is uh, far more talented. But I actually do have, uh, believe it or not, I have Jason right there. Okay. At that slot. What's your reasoning behind having Jason? I do believe that he has some talented players, specifically with Juju, and he has uh, Calvin Ridley. And two stud tight ends in Evan Ingram and also Dallas Goddard. But um, my reasoning behind it is basically you see Francisco, although he learned from trades that he made mistakes, he did get draft picks for the future. We haven't seen Jason do anything for the future so far. And he's kind of having a little bit of the GK mentality where like, let's just stay Mm. where we're at and... For that, I kind of have to dock him a little bit because his team isn't there right now, and it's also not – he isn't doing anything for the future. Yeah, I, I feel like anybody could – he this was the season to sell Larry Fitzgerald or maybe some of those other people, like, like some, somebody like Crowell or yeah. something like that, who actually has been performing quite good because Crowell's a good running back, Mikey. Uh, no, um, no, he, <laughs> he's high at best. But, but those were potential moves that he could have made. I, I agree with your reasoning, um, and then you've got – I, I, I th- honestly, I think Ryan's team is better than Jason and Francisco's team. Just straight ahead from them, straight up, yeah. he has more playmakers on his team. Okay. And he has more young talent that next year they can break mm-hmm. out. I, I, Gallup, I knew I knew this I knew this was gonna I knew this was gonna be our our, our big issue one. I thought that was my that was my uh, that was my one that I was throwing out there my, my hot take. Um, I, I do agree with what you said. Jason hasn't made any moves. He's got that GK mentality. He's kind of sit right there. Um, that's why I put Ryan backwards. I felt like Ryan's moves hurt his team in the long run, the trades that he made, rather than just keeping it even killed. But I will acquiesce. If, if, do you think we should have Jason right there? Because I see you have Jason yeah, ranked. Next. Honestly, even with the moves that Ryan made, his team still has better talent than Jason and Francisco. Okay, I'll, I'll go on that. So then we'll put uh, at, at number 13, we'll put Jason Conti at 13. Okay, so now we're going to go into our middle ground. Now, these are the teams that I think, with a little bit of help, could take that next step. They're all kind of in that no man's land, though, where you're not going to have a higher, high, super high draft pick or vice versa. Maybe you're not there yet, but you're almost there. So it's kind of a, all, everybody all together. Um, my, my next one up, uh, that's rank 12, I have Jason there at rank 12. Yeah, I have Jason there as well. 
So and, and we're right in that area with you. With, yeah, with, with what I you had said. Francisco, so basically so, flip flop. So, so we're all right there. So um, so then, we'll move so on then to yeah. So we'll move on to eleven. Um, and, and this is where I finally now have Jake Beltran. Now Jake Beltran has less wins and a less talented roster, I think, than most of the people that I've ranked here. However, Jake uh, this season has done something that I have yet to see anybody else do. Jake embraced the rebuild. He went full teardown, yeah. and I think he got more draft picks than he probably should have. He made some yeah. great deals. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he has, what, uh, 10 first and second round draft picks over the next two years? At least. <laughs> I, I, but including second round, but I think mm-hmm. it's for sure five first round draft picks in the next two years, which is, which is a significant amount. And they're not low draft picks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. He had some real good ones. Um, I believe he even... You traded away Ryan's over to Geo earlier, right? I believe so. I think yeah, instead, yeah. Of, instead of giving up the... He, he gave away the, 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 the ones that were going to be further along in the draft than, than, than the ones that were going to be higher Yeah, and that's even after the Gronk trade where Jaylee acquired him. So, man, he still has some firepower, whether it's going to be in trades or whatever, uh, or he's going to get the picks and then good young players. Uh, so, so it's funny, like, I, I actually wanted to rank Jake higher here just because I love the fact that he's, like, tried. Like, in my, in my book, the fact that you're, like, doing stuff with your team means so much more sometimes than even the talent you have on your roster. Yeah, that, but that's, that's why I had him at Coach of the Year. But based on power rankings, overall his team, I know because of the draft capital, man, his team is going to be a scary team in a year or two. But, but it's not there yet. But, but based on power rankings and based on the overall team that he has right now, that's why I had him in the, at 14. You had him at 14? Just because of that. But I know because of his drafts, I already know that his team next year, yeah. Well, well we got to see. He's still got to make those draft picks. He could just... He could draft the wrong players. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. All right, so... Um, if, if you guys are in agreement right there, you want to move on to uh, rank, uh, what are we at? So, I have Ryan at 11. You have Ryan at 11? I had Jake at 11. Yeah, I have Ryan at 11. Okay, well. so then, does that mean we're going to go with Ryan here? Or are we going to go ahead and put Jake? Because otherwise we don't. Oh, then, then, yeah, then Jacob with... Jacob here, and then we'll put Ryan at 10? Right, okay. Ryan at 10? Okay. Because we, we dropped down Jason Conti. Okay, so now then, here I have uh, next one. So we're, at, we're all the way up to 10 right now. Yeah. And, and I, feel, I feel a little bit of pain on this ranking right here. Um, now, we, we obviously, we, we all lost a friend uh, when, when, he, when he left. And so his team, uh, team needed, to, needed some, somebody to take over. I took over as interim manager. And I felt like in two months, I set that team up for the future. And then I watched it crumble. When it came to a new owner, I, 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 I understand that Jesus here is doing some stuff, but I have that Sus Valenzuela is ranked 10. I felt like his team could have done so much more. Uh, I, I, drafted, I drafted Chubb and I drafted Sutton for that team, and I thought there could be a, a bright future there with Luck, Chubb, and Sutton, and then he trades Chubb away and doesn't make any moves to strengthen his team. I have here at break number 10 Jesus Valenzuela. Yeah, I have Jesus as well. Yeah. And and like I said, again, Jesus and Francisco, they're new to Dynasty. They've never been in a Dynasty before. So I think that it's just an all-learning experience. He's getting the hang of it. He's still They're still in the mentality because they're in the other league, in the mm-hmm. other league. So they're more in the mentality of, okay, 
we're training players for this year, but they're not really focusing on the following years, or they're not. They I know they want to win because their mentality is win this year, win, win now, this yeah. year. That's the mentality that I came in last year. But then again, I had to do a little bit of research and say, okay, dynasty, dynasty is different. This is another monster. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, you do have to be balanced and you have to think ahead. You have to try and acquire some draft picks or some young players or something, you know? Fr- frankly, sometimes you can even just sit on a team for a little while. Like, play- players like Chubb, Chubb was opened up the season doing nothing for the first four weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, can, that can get you antsy as an owner. Yeah. But, like, you know that's a talented running back. That's oh, yeah. a high NFL draft pick. You know that he, next he's going to get his. He was going yeah. to get the starting role. He's going to get his. And he just got that sooner. Nobody saw that high trade coming, but... Uh, but uh, Cleveland knew what they had in Chuck. Exactly. Um, so I, I have Jesus there. Do you have, do you, did you agree with that, Mikey, as well? Yeah, I have Jesus right there as well at number 10. But I do think that he does have some talented players like Derrick Henry, T.Y. Uh, they also got Trey Burton and Sutton. I think, if anything, he could trade away a couple assets, maybe uh, Tom Brady and a couple other players as well. And then get some draft capital or whatever it might be that he feels he needs to get to that next step. I, I like Alan's insight right there. I think I think as Jesus learns more about dynasty because he does have some pieces. You're absolutely right, Mikey. He has some pieces, and that's why I didn't have him ranked lower, even though maybe I could have. Uh, but my heart hurts. I felt like that team was was primed. I put it in a good position, but uh, he does have some draft picks that I had acquired. So he's got capital for this next year. So we'll see where that goes. After Jesus. I have our very own Escondido's finest, John Wiley, a team that kind of seems like it's just going to sit in the middle for the next couple seasons unless some drastic things change. I actually really like the, the fact that Golden Tate has left Detroit. I think that's going to do wonders for Kenny Galladay's value. And then uh, if, uh, if Tampa Bay can ever get their quarterback situation figured out, I think Chris Godwin is a talented receiver. Oh, so he's, no got two, about it. he's got two good pieces right there to build on. DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore showing off his running skills. Do, does anybody agree here to have John Wiley at rank number nine? Yeah, that's where I had him too. I had him at uh, number nine. And I think his team is also, you know, on the up. And he's got a lot of talent. But he could have made a couple of more moves here and there. But, hey, that's just my perspective. Like you said, he's going to be in the middle of the pack for the next upcoming seasons unless he does something drastic to where he just kind of either goes all in or he does something. He does something to sacrifice maybe one season. But then on the following, you know that yeah. you're going to yeah. have it. Or vice versa, sacrifice the following years, maybe throw away some draft picks and bring exactly. in some more talent. Yes. Uh, you, yeah. you agree with that, Mikey? Um, yeah, I also de- I really feel like the his what he's going to do the following years is going to be based upon two players' performances. Because I believe David Njoku could be a good player going forward. And believe it or not, Rashad Penny this week actually performed real really well. Well, right here, he scored 16.8 fantasy points, which was 108 rushing yards and one touchdown, which means that he could be doing something in the future if, uh, because we see Seattle continues to run and run and run the ball. So if those two players perform well going forward, I do think that he could 
buy in and potentially be uh, at the top? It, it certainly did look today like Seattle and and what what their last couple wins have shown is that they that they want to get back to that identity that took them to the Super Bowl, which is a sort of running team who controls the clock and it plays good defense. And uh, I think the last. Two, three weeks in a row, Penny has started to show something. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I thought he was a bust. I thought he was dra- that John drafted him way too high. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I saw that Seattle wasn't giving him the touches. But uh, when he's gotten the carries, when he's gotten the looks, he, he's performed. He, he has shown that he's shifty and powerful. It's the same like we saw at SDSU. So uh, I, I think that, uh, that Rashad Penny does look, look halfway decent. Yeah, I agree. So... It, are we, we're good then. I see Mikey, you had him right there. You had him at eight, actually. Um, but I think, I think John Wiley at nine is safe for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what about rank eight? Who do you have next, Mikey? Or who do you have in, in place of John? I had Johnny Garcia. Ooh, ouch. Wow. Let's hear that. Ouch. That hurts even me. Yeah, I wow. know. Johnny, your team sucks, according to Mikey. Well, <laughs> the, what I said earlier um, when I ranked Jakey below Emilio is my power rankings are based off of this year. And basically what uh, Johnny has been doing, I think the trade involving Melvin Gordon hurt him a lot. And also with the injuries that he's been going through, Randall Cobb, also, yeah, don't like, you guys love that text? I hate Ramble yeah, Cobb. I hate Cobb. <laughs> Why not get rid of him? I know, right? You know what's funny? I, I tried to trade, I tried to overpay Johnny for Randall Cobb at the beginning of the season. Thank goodness he said, heck no. You know what? I also agree with you. A lot of the trades that I try to make early on in the season, I am so glad a lot of people told me no. Seriously, I'm so glad a lot of people told me no. No, I'm not interested. I remember Austin. We had a couple of deals trying to go through, and he was like, no, I don't like this guy, I don't like that guy. I'm like, okay, and then the beginning of the season, it's like, boom, 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 they're just doing so good. I'm like, oh, it's nice to be you. eight. It's thank nice you. to be eight and one, huh, Alan? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Oh, sorry, Mikey, you've lost a couple times. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, going on about uh, Johnny, also AJ Green's out, and you could, also Chris Thompson's out, so... Uh, it looks like Julian Edelman, who knows if he's going to be healthy going forward. So it's not necessarily that his team isn't up there. It's just he's been decimated by injuries. I, I have Johnny right there pretty close. I have uh, I had Johnny next, actually. Uh, instead of So I had John Wiley, then Johnny. Uh, you had Johnny, then John Wiley. Uh, who, what about you? Who do you have at eight, Alan? I have uh, GK. Ooh, GK's a playoff team. You GK what? beat you. Is it, is, wait, 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 wait. No, no, is, no. It, is this just because you're upset because GK ended your, your winning salty. streak? He's salty. No, 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 no. I believe in his team, but like we said, we just said it earlier. He's overperforming, right? So why is he that high? Good He's point. overperforming. That means that in the next couple of weeks, maybe his players are going to start coming back down to earth. So that's why I have him at eight. I believe that Johnny's team has a little bit more of a playmakers like Tyreek Hill. Could explode Come any week. You, you, oh, that's he true. He can explode any week. Cyclone. Saquon Barkley. You know, enough said. He's got Kenyon Drake. I think he's going to do much better as the season goes on. Frank Gore is hopefully going to get tired. This <laughs> 14th NFL oh season. He's like a rock. He just keeps going. OJ Howard, too. I mean, he's got a Christian. Hunter Henry player. coming back. Mm. I, he, I, he is, his defense is also underrated. 
I think his D is um is pretty solid, and I mean the, I do have him back to back. So it's just okay, so you, like, you got you we're, got Johnny we're, next. Yeah, we're, we're okay. picking. I mean, so can, if you guys swap it, I'm fine with it because I just have him back to back. I'm gonna leave Johnny here then because I think Mikey and I agree. And then if you've got him right there back to back, I'm fine with that. I, I'm gonna say that you're still a little salty that GK beat you. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna move GK just a little bit higher up in the rankings. Hey, he, he did knock I, the king I, off I, his I'll least salty. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. I'm more glad that he beat me than you guys. Beat me. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean, well, we, we haven't would. played you. Yeah, we haven't played you. We wouldn't. <laughs> hey, you never know. No, no, no. There's some weeks that you didn't week. score enough yeah. points. And All right, I scored enough points to be. You know, oh, for sure. Too, you, yeah. guys, you guys, you guys want to talk about some hot takes? You putting, uh, you putting GK that high uh, and and Mikey putting Johnny. So I'm gonna go ahead and put my next ranking. I've got Austin next, which oh, means that I have John Carlo above Austin because wow. he's not on my list. There. Do you agree, Mikey? I had the same ranking as Gio. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you have you have Austin hey. next, and so I see you. But you you don't have Austin that far down. You got Austin at six, right, Alan? Yeah, I still I still believe in David Johnson. I believe in a lot of the players that he has. I feel that Adam Thielen, um, Drew Brees. He's got the number one number one wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah, Adam Thielen. He's the number yeah. one. Nobody saw that coming, but he has him. Josh Gordon, he's starting to light it up. I feel like Brady's starting to trust in him. He's using him a lot. I mean, his team is is solid. You know, he is right there within GK and Johnny. So if you guys want to swap him, I don't have a problem. But I still feel that Austin has a better team than both of these guys. I do believe if everything goes well for Austin, I think he can compete with the top guys. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think especially his defense. His oh, defense is underrated. He's if Quan wasn't injured, I think he would be like... Easily top three defense. And yeah, if Joey sure. Bosa could come back because yeah, he has I, I think those, back. those are yeah. those are two very important pieces that that, that Austin is missing. Oh yeah. But Mikey, I'm gonna agree with what you said. It's all about what have you done for me lately? What's the score right now on GK's game? If you don't mind, uh, let me check that out. Tell him. So right now it is GK 180 and Escondido's finest is at 150. Does it look like John Wiley's gonna win that game? No, he only has one player left. Which and means, which means GK is gonna be seven and three. I papa. That is almost a guaranteed playoff spot. Almost. So he can, if he loses all the rest of his games, he could still lose a wild card. He is still but, playing you, so that's lost. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I don't. I can't. I can't say anything. Uh, I, I think games this year have gone left, right, upside down, and backwards. Nobody's, nothing has gone the way it's supposed to. I mean, he did beat Allen, so. He, mean, he's he shown he can do it, right? Uh, See, yeah. Jake, Jake's got the good no, point. No, yeah, I agree. Any and, team and, can beat somebody at any given week. It's true. Anything can happen on any so, given Sunday. I, I'm going to say that GK is my number six ranked team. I'm going to put it slightly above Austin just because when, when GK has played the big teams, he has not. He he's gotten there. He's gotten a win against Allen. He's played. He's he's gotten some good points against other people. Austin so far this season, that's been his Achilles heel. He's won against the weak teams, but every time he's played a big team, he's lost. Yeah. So so I think that Austin can definitely win his games, but he's more to me like a Miami Dolphins, like like a team that their record is better than their actual team right now. But I believe Austin any given like. 
he could just explode at True. any point True. whatsoever. Like yep. he could beat exactly. me. He could. He has the ability yeah. to beat Gio. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's just a matter of getting a measure of consistency. True. Yeah. And, and I think Austin's depth also takes a hit because yeah. if somebody like Thielen is out or Drew Brees or something, something like happens to that, his next Who's man going? up. Yeah, is is not the same level of maybe some of the top teams. So I'm gonna go ahead and say right here. I asked everybody to the to get their top four. I think when I narrowed it down the power rankings in the league, I don't think there's a top four in the league. I think we're at five right yeah, now. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I think that there's not a top four in the league. I think there is a top five. I think there are five teams that are hands down better than everybody else in the league. I think these are the teams that are the ones that when you look at your matchup for next week, you don't want to be playing one of these teams. Uh, and at number five, even though I think he might actually, uh, he might lose or win this week, I don't know. And I think he's the weakest of the top five, but his team has enough talent to be in there. I'm going to go ahead and put Ruben as my number five team uh, of the top five rankings. You guys agree, agree, disagree? I agree. I have Ruben just because I went up against him and I beat him. So <laughs> I have him and I have myself at number four. So I said, okay, we've gone against each other. I beat Ruben, so it's only fair to put myself above Ruben, right? But I, I still, it, I was close, it was a close it game. It was a close game, but a win is a win, right? A win is a win. A win I got that done. What about you, Mikey? Where do you have the barber? I have the barber right there where you guys have him. <laughs> you know what? I like, you got to give it to his running backs. Melvin Gordon, oh Zeke, gosh. Yep. and AP has been doing pretty good for a waiver wire pickup. And all... It's sad to see that Cook is out. Yeah. Imagine if Dalvin Cook was performing the way he was supposed to be, that, that 15 to 20 point a week running back he should be. Yeah. Uh, that O-line in, in Minnesota is killing them. Minnesota is supposed to be a top five NFL team, and, and, their, and their record doesn't show it because of that O-line. So I think if we all agree that Ruben's there, this is where things get salty. So right here, I'm going to have us go. And instead of discussing one by one, I want each of you guys to name... From number four to number three to number two to number one. Uh, and this one, we're going to go all the way around. So I'm going to, Jake, I'm going to ask for you to go last and have your have yours throw in your top four teams. Mikey, why don't you start? So at number four, I actually have to go um, with myself. And then I'm going to go Alan, Tony, and then Gio. Ooh. Oh, it feels nice. I, I disagree, but thank you. Thank you. What about you, Alan? I have... Myself at number four, I have Mikey at number three, have Tony at two, and Gio at one. Interesting. That's two people putting Tony, despite the fact that he's got more losses than any of any of Mikey, well, Alan, or myself. Had, he's had a rough schedule to go up against. Yeah. Huh. One of the well, ones. then I'm going to go ahead and throw mine out there. I've got Mikey at four. I've got Tony at three. I've got Gio at two. And I'm going to go ahead and say record for power rankings means all. Looking at the upcoming schedule, I have potential losses on my schedule. So does Mikey. Mikey actually might take a loss this week, possibly. I think Allen is still the number one team in the league. He's the, he's the one to beat, the one to knock off that, that ring. He, he does not have that undefeated. But I think there's almost no way he doesn't go in as the number one seed into the playoffs. You know what? I might have to, I might have to agree with you just because no, just because right now I have two hundred and forty four points. 
you, my friend, have only scored 209. You, my friend, I don't even think you're at 200. Yeah. <laughs> if I would have go, if I would have gone up against, well, I still got OBJ. Week, yeah, but you're still not gonna make. Oh no, of course not. No. <laughs> and, and I still have one more player left. And then so so, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you at one. I'm but, just, I'm yeah. just gonna be humble. Why don't Why don't uh, Why don't we hear what producer Jake has to say? All right. What are, What are your top four? You know what? I just I made up the the top four right off the top of my head, and as soon as you were doing listing your four, it was uh, ranked person by person exact. I had to go Mikey four. I had to go uh, Tony. Geo and then Allen at number one, and the reason why I say Allen number one is because obviously because of the 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 record. Eight one. Uh, he's eight one, right? Nine and one. Um, not, not yet, but it, it's it's yeah. It's a wrap. Sorry, Pancho, but it's a wrap. You're done. <laughs> I mean, he's already like um, he has a lot of wins, and then on top of that, he has such like great talent. Uh, um, he has three teammate. amazing uh, quarterbacks. Uh, they're good with, uh, I think it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I think he has Baker Mayfield. There's like three great uh, young um, quarterbacks yep. there. Um, not only are they great athletes, but on top of that, he has a future and he has depth. So uh, Allen has to take number one overall. In my opinion. You know, two weeks ago, or what, three weeks ago, before the trade deadline, I would not have had Allen at number one. I think I was going to put Allen at number two just because he wasn't scoring to the same level. Of the top teams, he's still the, the lowest scoring one week to week. And then he made the trade to send Fournette away. And I think that that was one of the best. That was It, it wasn't necessarily a blockbuster because it wasn't stud for stud. Um, but there were studs in there. And, and I think that... Whether Mikey believes that Mike Evans will underperform here and there, I think wide receivers get you into the playoffs every year. Running backs win you a championship. So if you have good wide receivers, you're going to be a top team. If you have a good running back that year, you can win the playoffs. The thing is, when he traded away Fournette, he got both. He got a stud wide receiver and he got a really good running back. Aaron Jones and Mike Evans for Fournette, I think that was a steal. I think uh, I think Mike Evans is worth more than Fournette just face-to-face, and I think that pushed you over the top for me, putting you at number one. And it's why these last couple weeks you scored more than you were in the you beginning of the season. You know what? I, I would agree with you, but if you really think about it, Mike Evans, to me right now, he's beginning to look like a boomer bust. Today, he gave me six points. Week before, before, how many did he get you? He gave me like three or four. I he got you five, two. Or two points. I, the week before, I know he got me like 30, I believe, or... He, 26, Or yeah. 26. I have it but, but when you see Leonard Fournette, he's not going to get you five points. There's no way on earth the Jags are just going to give him five touches. They're going to give him a minimum of 20 touches. Right. He's their workhorse. But, you know, <laughs> but look at this week, though. The look first week back, and how many points did he give you? Did you, did oh, you, he got me 25. Did you guys watch the game, though? Saying. Leonard Fournette looked terrible in the game. His, his day yeah, got saved I, by I, touchdown. I, I, oh, yeah, I and they agree. didn't even play I him agree. in the last four-quarter drive. I yeah. agree. I agree. But when they're in the red zone, they're going to give it to him. Yeah, they're going to give it to oh. the playmaker. So fantasy, it's all about the opportunity of scoring touchdowns. So you just kind of have to think about what your offense or the coaches are going to do with that player. So there. you're not going to put yourself at number one, Alan? You guys all voted, so... <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. No, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. 
I put him at number three. That's put him true. at number three. That's yeah. True. I think we all have Tony ranked pretty high. Now I would have liked to have Tony on the pod, but we'll get we'll get his impact uh, later. If you can rank me just the top four, not power rankings, but who's the highest scoring teams as of right now? Maybe Mikey, I think you have that in front of you. Uh, let me get that for you. Uh, see, that's why yeah, I have Gio, Gio one. Gio at twenty one hundred, and then after that, yeah, Allen with eighteen fifty eight. Tony has forty more points than him. He almost has nineteen hundred, and I am at eighteen forty five myself. So okay. me and Allen are like so. Five you you, you and Allen are neck and neck. Tony right. Tony's like fifty points ahead, and then I'm just a little bit ahead of that. Yep. So okay, so I think we've got our top top four right there. I'm gonna say Ruben is in that conversation. I'm gonna have him top five. I think Ruben suffers from the fact that right now it looks like me, Ruben, and GK are all looking like playoff teams in the same division. Mm-hmm. And that kinda that kinda and stinks his, for each one of us. His wide receivers have been decimated a little bit. Yeah. Do, do, do you get do you guys remember that uh, two years ago Ruben had Michael Thomas and Todd Gurley on his team? Oh yeah. And traded those two away. Wow. So he got his swag that he wanted and he's rebuilt his team from that. But uh, looking back I think if, if that trade hadn't happened, we'd have Ruben at number two or three. Julio caught his first touchdown just a week ago. There you go. All right, so um, go, that actually, uh, we, we've gone a little bit longer on our power rankings than I think we wanted to, but I think we've got a clear feel for who we feel are the, are the top teams, the middle teams, and maybe some of the worst teams uh, in the league. Uh, you know, it's funny, uh, when I was preparing the notes for the podcast, it was last week, and I was like, man... Let's talk about whether Allen can go undefeated or not. Thankfully, GK ended those hopes. Uh, so I guess we do need to ask is, is who's going to get the number one seed? Who's going to get the number two seed? I've got uh, four names right here that I think can be in that discussion um, uh, as the next couple weeks go. Uh, who would you say is your number one seed, Mikey, and your number two seed? Well, I think it's hands down Allen and Gio because I don't think you guys are going to lose another game. Like, maybe Gio has a possibility because he is facing GK and um, Ruben, but I don't think he's going to lose both of those. What about you, Alan? Who do you have as your number one, number two seeds? Well, I had Tony and Gio, but just thinking about everything in the schedule, I mean, I do have to put myself... Just because I have an easier schedule than everybody. I, I, um, I just do. because of the schedule. And yeah. to be honest, it is an easier schedule. So I hey, think, but that's that's how you get into the playoffs. Schedule, schedules matter. Schedules matter. Yep. So o- over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have a few games that I thought maybe we could highlight right here. Uh, week eleven, week twelve, and week thirteen are gonna determine really who gets into playoffs, who doesn't. Um, I wanted us to take a look and see uh, who would be your vote for game of the week in week eleven. Um. And I think that there's one clear game here that stands out above the rest that has some real implications. Um, I would go with Gio and Ruben. That's what I have as my game of the week for week 11. Uh-huh. Why do you have that, Mikey? The reason why I got that is because, very easily said, if, if Gio loses this game, I, either myself or somebody else could jump into that number two seat. Yeah. It gives us a chance to. to get but if week. Ruben loses that game... Is he is Austin gonna come or is John Wiley gonna come up and potentially take that spot? Who knows? But there's a lot of playoff implications based upon that one game, and also there's another game as well. Those two guys I mentioned, Austin and John, they're, they're facing each other. So 
which one of those is going to go up and try to go for that playoff seed. I think it's really important because if Ruben loses that game and GK happens to win any more of his games, that could mean that GK is the one that's locked in and that Ruben's the one that might end up playing as the number six seed or number uh, six seed playing against one of the tougher teams, which would put him up against you know a higher ranked team like Tony or something that could that could hurt in the playoffs. Um, I my my game of the week that involves Austin is actually the next week. I think week twelve has a deciding factor in it. Uh, it it's I, I wrote down here in my notes that it's uncharted waters for Austin because Austin here plays a division leader Tony. Or Austin. Austin Austin has a has a tough road to get into the playoffs. John Wiley in week eleven is not an easy team to beat. And then he has to face Tony, who's the second highest scoring team in the league right now. Uh, so I think Austin versus Tony has a lot of implications because if Austin loses, his hopes of making the playoffs every year, I think at that point are pretty much done because that would put him at five or six losses. Yep. Do you guys agree with that as the game of the week? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, inside of that week. I, uh, I do then, what about for week 13? If we jump forward to week 13, what would you guys say there? Um, because I have here a little upstart team. That's I have um, Johnny Garcia and Mikey Gutierrez. That's my game of the week as well. I think that's that that one be... highlights the Wait, table. Really? For I week would, 13. I mean, I still, I still think that Mikey's going to take that one. But, but if but he wins, you know, that's, you know, that's the end of Johnny's season. What, yeah, but what happens if... Right, exactly. Yeah, but what I believe is also you got GK against Ruben. You also got John against Tony. And as we mentioned before, we mentioned Ruben has playoff implications these following weeks, as well as John. And uh, possibly Tony could get a higher seed as well. So all of those teams, there's something that they want to get this week. Yeah, so there's like three solid games this last week. I, of course. I, I think I think it's going to be a lot nicer. Um, one of the things that I really looked at at the beginning of the season was the the scheduling that ESPN did by itself the last couple of years is kind of lame the way it scheduled it. So I, I went ahead and built our own schedule so that we'd end the season with division playoff with uh, division matchups. So that way all those games would have playoff implications. And, and it looks like all three of those weeks there's going to be people either making it to the playoffs or or getting knocked out. And I think that's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna make for a nice end to the season. Um, speaking of end to the season, uh, I think we can end our podcast this week by maybe talking about who our predictions are for the Super Bowl. Um, I have uh, I have my whole like kind of Super Bowl bracket kind of lined out, and I'm gonna go ahead and just jump right into it and say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go hot take right like you you gotta risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to say that Johnny is going to beat Mikey in, uh, in, week, uh, in week 13. 13? I'm going to say okay. Johnny sneaks into the playoffs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, when it comes down to it, they're going to need to throw to Tyreek Hill. Of I think course. Saquon's going to get garbage time at the end of the season. Um, I feel like that might start to happen uh, with somebody else. Who knows? They say Hunter Henry might come back even. You know, I think Johnny's going to get hot at the right moment. Kenyon Drake is going to start getting the touches. Oh, I have oh Johnny God. being my 2007 New York Giants and making it to the Super Bowl as the number six seed. And I, wow. feel, I feel like Johnny can sneak right in there. <laughs> Wow, that's that, a hot take. That's a hot take, right? I can't so, even handle this. <laughs> that's a bold take. So, so what that's also going to involve is that's going to involve Allen getting bumped in his first game that he plays. He's going to get knocked out. That's what I have him. 
uh, happening. Man. And the person that knocks him out that's going to end up powering his way through me as well into the Super Bowl is going to be Ruben Delaware. I have Johnny playing Ruben in the Super Bowl. Two teams with explosive players. I don't have the consistent teams. I don't have the teams that have depth. I have the two teams that any given week have the players that can score 30 or 40 points. And I think, who knows, the way the season's going, that's who I have in my Super Bowl. Why didn't you pick Austin then? Because I don't like Austin. Because <laughs> <laughs> Austin's trades are garbage. That's, that's a fact. Um, myself, I wouldn't put Austin sneaking into the playoffs. For myself, I think the, the playoffs are pretty set. So the way I would see it playing out is Tony beats Ruben week one, uh, the first round. And then um, I think I might lose the first round. I don't want to say it, but regardless, I think round two, whoever faces Gio is going to lose. So it's going to be Gio against, I would say, Allen. And then I think Allen actually upsets in the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mike, like Mike Evans catches three touchdowns. <laughs> I like it. You never know. Who knows? Okay, what about okay. you, Alan? I have, as it is right now, I have me going on the second round and going up against Tony, either Tony or Ruben. I really feel like with Top Gurley not slowing down anytime soon, oh, yeah. I think he's going to make it in the second round. I think eventually he'll, he'll possibly beat me. And he'll move on to uh, the Super Bowl. And on the other side, I have you going all the way to the Super Bowl. So I have you and Tony going up against Rematch. each other. And I, I think that Tony is going to upset. Oh, snap. Year. That he said he's going to get his vengeance? None, none, of us, none of us have Gio winning, none really. It's okay. I don't have me winning either. But uh, we'll have to see. I, I feel like I, I, I've already done... Uh, I, I don't know. If I could win another Super Bowl, I, I might hands down just be like, bam, I don't even care what happens now. Sell all my players. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because I like to win. Um, but uh, I think two championships within three years uh, means I have a good team. Right. Of and course, I wasn't in there before. It's so true. It's that, true. That might have uh, changed things. But I don't, th- I don't think the – way, the way that stuff has fallen this year, I actually don't think this year is, is my year. Uh, I do think my, my team has enough youth, though that I think next year I'm going to compete. But what I'm really liking is I think two years ago, there were maybe two top teams. Last year, there were three. This year, I think there's five. Next year, it looks like there's going to be six or seven. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that as people are learning the game more and as the as talent starts to age and, and then draft picks are starting to come up for some of the lower teams, just like in the real NFL, I feel like there's a shift happening in the real NFL right now. Yeah. I think our league, there's a shift happening too. And, and some of the teams are, are adjusting, and, and, and we should see some parity over the next couple of years. GK, please trade for some wide receivers. No, no you know what? There's some new uh, up-and-up-comers coming into the league that you guys really don't have a lot of take on, which is, I, I know them. It's Francisco and Jesus, and they're really competitive people to play against, and they know their fantasy stuff, so I really think that next year... You guys are gonna be in for a surprise, man. Yeah, I, th- I I feel like there's a all those teams in the middle. I think if Jake has good drafts the next two years, if Francisco's team can can kind of turn it around, maybe Jesus can make some good draft picks. Yep. If Johnny can pick up some depth and and to, to go along with his explosive players, all those teams could knock any one of us off any given week. Yeah, I have I have a um, 
Let me see. I have a bold take. I have Jacob being a top 16 next year. Jake, one Jacob. year, a one, one year, year jump, a one year yeah. jump. If, he's gonna make if he trades away all his 2019 picks, well, not all, but if he trades some 2019 picks, I think he could I, do that. I think he's got he's got a lot of draft capital where he can make some moves to not necessarily use all his draft picks. He can turn some of those draft picks into, into players into players that are already performing, and that's the key of success. I know. What do you think about that, Jake? I, I believe it. I believe it 100%. Oh, 2019. Oh, he's coming. All right. Well, on that note, guys, I want to say thank you for showing up. We probably went longer than we, than we should have, yeah. and, uh, and we'll see what you guys think. But uh, this was the Seacoast Dynasty League podcast, and thank you for sticking around. See you all later. Bye. Felicia. Peace.